Well, good day, everybody. Pastor Tim Carson here, Christian Sinister Report, daily podcast. So glad you joined us today. We're spending this entire week teaching on how to avoid the religious spirit. Today, we're going to touch that one that we all have heard through the years, the Jezebel spirit. How is that part of the religious spirit? Is it tied to that? And how can I avoid it? And how can I identify it? All right, let's listen in. To open my eyes To see that you're shaping my life All I am I surrender Give me faith To trust what you say That you're Hello, everybody. I hope you're having a good day. Well, I hope the Lord's blessing you today. It's Thursday. It's the ninth day of February 2023. Remember, we are also warning about this month, February, one of the most difficult months of transition uh, that we're going to see this year. We've already seen many tragedies uh, in this short amount of time. Here it is only the ninth day, and we've already seen the major earthquakes in the, in the Middle East. Uh, all sorts of storms, all sorts of things uh, that we saw in America with the Chinese, on and on it goes. It's only going to increase. This is going to be a major month of transition, destruction. Many things are going to happen this month as we enter in heading up to Passover. So this time of dealing with this religious spirit is key right now because we don't want to be a part of giving the enemy a foothold to begin to control the ecclesia, the true church of Jesus Christ. We are called to deal with these issues that we're talking about in the earth. We're called to be barriers, praying for safety, praying for uh, that the enemy would not have access to the lands. And so when we have a religious spirit, we will get sidetracked and miss that. Well, we want to talk about, as we close out this teaching today, the Jezebel spirit, you've heard that many times. We all have our own definition of that. It's kind of crazy. Some of them are. We tend to always say it's some seductive woman or uh, somebody's controlling woman, etc. We tend to limit that. But I want to say this. It's not limited to win- women. Uh, John Paul Jackson has a great book on the Jezebel spirit. And he even talks about in his book that it's, it's more dangerous in a male. Uh, because they not only have the cunningness of the spirit, but they also have the physical strength and sometimes the authority to, uh, you know, invoke more damage on the body. So he says that it does affect the male more. They tend to have more uh, infirmity and more physical problems, whereas a female tends not to when they function in that. So we're not here to name anybody. We're not here to tag people. We're just trying to give you the characteristics so that you can help avoid it, but also identify it when it comes up and it shows up in any ministry or any place. It can happen in your family. It can happen in any situation. It is a form of a religious spirit. Uh, it's, it's tied to ambition. It wants things and is impatient. That's one of the things I've seen through my years of working against this spirit. It wants everything now. And be, when things don't move, 
quickly enough, waiting on the Lord, uh, trusting God, it becomes very active when it's when it's apparent. We see that in the story in the Old Testament. She had the uh, Jezebel was married to King Ahab. He was a weak leader, and he allowed her to dictate policy in the kingdom that they were ruling. So usually, this spirit, a religious spirit, will find a, a, a weak leadership. It's always going to try to find an open door in weak leadership that will not stand up to it and gains its dominion by making political alliances. You see this in church splits. It'll start making uh, partnerships with people in, in authority. If they're an elder or a deacon or a board of some type, they start making alliances there and then they begin to manipulate from that arena. And, you know, this is, it can be deceptive. Oh, we just, I'm so concerned about this ministry. And, you know, we just need to do something to help this poor pastor out or this poor leader out, whatever. <laughs> it comes in and manipulates in that way when, in fact, it's a religious spirit. It wants to be in control. And once it gains that authority, it'll manifest a strong controlling spirit then. And what will happen is it'll begin to destroy. Uh, things all around it. Now, in the New Testament, we're warned in Revelation 2.20, it says Jezebel calls herself a prophetess. So this is a real sign to us that false prophets are going to be operating in a religious spirit. They're preoccupied. Now, listen to me. This is, I want to be careful here. With their own recognition and to the degree of self-seeking, they need recognition. And it abides within all of us. We all want affirmation. But if we seek it through our actions, we will be corrupted and our ministries will be corrupted. And when somebody demands you call them a title, don't call me this, call me this, call me prophet so-and-so, you know, or whatever. Uh, that's disrespectful, you don't call me. And it may be disrespectful, but you should never demand that. You know, I get called everything. <laughs> I'm not just picking on myself. It, it doesn't matter. Just call me, okay? You want to call me Tim, Timothy. You want to call me pastor. You want to call me prophet. You want to call me apostle. Whatever. It doesn't matter to me. I'm just here to serve. And that's the way you have to fight this spirit. It cannot be self-seeking. If you get a cringe when somebody doesn't title you properly, it's a warning that you may be susceptible to this spirit, okay? It's the, those who are easily offended because they're not given an important title should never be accepted by that title or given that position. <laughs> the key difference is the motivation. Why do you have to be recognized? If we're motivated by love for the Lord, the difference between a false prophet and a true one is very obvious. If you read in John chapter 7, those who seek their own recognition speak for themselves but those who are seeking the recognition of the one who sent them are the true ones. That's a test to you about a religious spirit, to make sure that you're not given into this controlling spirit. And also, you can identify those who are. Are they desirous to have the thing going on around them, built around themselves, or is it to be built around Christ? And when you demand recognition, or they demand recognition for themselves, like Jezebel did, and it's an enemy of the true prophetic. 
She was the greatest in the Old Testament. She was the greatest enemy of the most power, one of the most powerful prophets, Elijah. And that's what we have to see. It wants to tear down the true prophetic. It's one of the most potent forms of religious spirit. And it seeks to keep the, the ecclesia and the world from being prepared for the return of the Lord. So what's going to happen in the last days? That's this spirit is going to marry a political spirit. And it's going to make sure that true prophets are not given platform. And it's going to say that it is the true prophet. It is the true spirit. I remember uh, John Paul Jackson teaching about what happened to them in Kansas City. I think it was the 80s or 90s. And there was a local pastor that was just attacking all the prophets there. They called them the Kansas City prophets. They were there with Mike Bickle. And this guy was just attacking, saying they're not, they're false and all these different things. And, and the long story came short was this man was in adultery. And he was afraid these prophets would expose him. So he had to tear them down in order that he would hide his sin. And one thing Jezebel will do, this spirit, this religious spirit, will not want to have identification of its motivations. So a true prophet can do that. Our true prophetic spirit can do that. And that is what's going to happen if we don't turn the tide, like Chuck Pierce told us, in two years. We're going to see these, this spirit marry governments, and they're going to say they're the ones that have the word of the Lord, and the rest of us have to submit to that. That the word of the Lord is that we have to embrace woke culture. We have to embrace the transgender culture. We have to embrace all those things. And if we don't, we're not going to be allowed to have freedom as a church. This is why this is important. I'm not just teaching you something so you'll have a, a, a foundation of wonderful revelation of what this spirit is. It's practical. We're going to have to deal with this stuff. It attacks the prophetic ministry because that ministry has an important place to prepare the way of the Lord. John the Baptist, right? He was persecuted by a Jezebel spirit in the wife of Herod. And so a true prophetic ministry is the vehicle that gives the Lord the direction for the people. So if Jezebel, this religious spirit, can remove true prophets, then what happens, it gives place to false prophets, but it also gets the church off the place and off the way that they're supposed to be going, which is to prepare the way of the Lord. So when there's a void in hearing the voice of God, because that's what the spirit wants to do, there, we're, the church, the body, is more open to deception of the enemy. That's why Jesus called the religious leaders of his day blind guides, Matthew 23, 16. They knew the messianic prophecies better than anyone else in the world. And they looked into the face of Jesus who fulfilled all those prophecies. And what did they say? You've been sent by Beelzebub. That's what they said to him. <laughs> Look, this is what it does. It speaks death because it's from that tree of knowledge, good and evil to the true spirit of God. Jezebel's prophets of Baal were given a sacrifice to the point of they cut themselves. Remember they cut themselves and flailing, screaming, uh, while they were trying to get their God to do something. So the, the strategy of this religious spirit is to get the church devoted to sacrifice. And it perverts what we're supposed to do, which is to die to self, take up our cross daily and follow him. And that perversion 
will have us put faith in our works rather than the work of the cross. And it'll use those things to pressure God to manifest himself. Look, some people do that with fasting. It's not a fast. It's a hunger strike. Look, I'm not going to eat, Lord, until you do this. And it sounds all holy, but that's a religious spirit. Isaiah 58 says fasting is to humble yourself. That's the main purpose of fasting. It's not to move the hand of God. Once you humble yourself, then God's hand can move because it's your pride most of the time that's keeping his hand from moving. Okay, I'm being a little bit hard here. Let me calm down. I, I want you to catch this because we don't want to have any part of it. This is a delusion that somehow we can pay a price and gain the presence of God with our works. We can't. He's already done it. That's a root of self-righteousness. We have to crucify ourselves daily and allow his life to live through us. We are crucified with Christ, Galatians 2.20. If we crucify ourselves, the only result is self-righteousness. And that's pride. And that's the basic form of the religious spirit is pride. It's where it comes from. It appears to have wisdom and righteousness. But Paul warns us about this. Don't defraud yourself. Don't go down this road. He talks about, and, and go read, I don't have time today, but just go read Colossians chapter 2. He really warns us about that, about all these actions of, of trying to earn. Don't handle this. Don't do this. You know, uh, Don't eat this. Do all this stuff. And I'm not saying we shouldn't do some of those things, but we shouldn't do them to become righteous by our acts. See, a religious spirit will make us feel good about our condition as long as, as it's self-centered and self-seeking. Pride does feel good at some level. It can be exhilarating, but it keeps attention away from what God is doing, and it draws people to us rather than to the Lord. It's not to his glory. And so what happens is we end up putting our confidence in our works, and that becomes our quality of who we are. And our motivation isn't driven by the Holy Spirit. It's driven by a religious spirit. Let me tell you what, and you function in this spirit, it'll wear you out. Because remember what Jesus said, that which is flesh is flesh, and that which is spirit is spirit. So if you start in the flesh, you've got to maintain it. You've got to maintain it there. So the motivation of the Holy Spirit is to love and for the love of Jesus, the, the Son of God. And if you delight in your sacrifices, in other words, ah, I feel so good, I gave myself to this and I gave, look, that is a religious spirit. It doesn't mean you can't, you know, change, you can. You can buffet your body, Paul talks about that, but the problem comes when we take a perverse delight in this rather than delighting in the Son of God. Let's, let's put our trust in the Lord. I hope this has been helpful to you this week. I pray it's encouraged you. And it's a lot to swallow in a short amount of time, but we have got to fight this spirit. We need true prophetic in this last day to de declare and prepare the way of the Lord so that we don't fall prey to this spirit of the age, the Antichrist spirit. I bless you today. We love you. Come back tomorrow. It's Supernatural Friday. And we have a great testimony tomorrow. Well, thanks for listening today and each and every day on these applications. Here at Christian Centers Report, we feel like our passion, our desire is to equip the saints 
to do the work of the ministry. And we're hoping that this ministry is helpful to you. If it is, thanks for blessing us. You can sow into us at ChristianCenterReport.com. There's a give button or on our app. Remind you, we're still going through February. If you want to go to our trip to Israel through uh, Europe and on, May 4th through 20th. Go to our sites and you can learn more about it. God bless you. See you tomorrow.